Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my name is Rabbi Avram Goldray, and today we're going to talk about the first The first parak, Hamish Yisrael The first parak has been generously sponsored as a schus for Mordechai Chaim ben Esther and as a schus for Shidduch Hagon for Leia Bas Esther. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, the Gemara continues the discussion whether Beis Shammai followed their own opinion and brings a brace that states from a Tarfon, who was a Talmud of Beis Shammai, said, Te'evani Masai Tavot Sars Habas Yadi Vesa'ana I desire the Talmud that Sara of my daughter who's currently married to my brother, will fall into my hand, and I will marry her in Yibam. Now, since marrying a tsara of an erva is only permitted, according to Beis Shammai, this is proof that Beis Shammai followed their own opinion. When the Gemara attempts to reject this proof by amending the price to read Vasiena, and I will marry her off to someone else without doing Chalisa, which would be permitted according to Beis Hillel, it objects for Ritarfon said, Te'avani, I desire, which implies that he intended to do something novel and not merely follow Beis Hillel's opinion, which everyone followed. The more answers Rabbi Tarfan sought to preclude the opinion of Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, who attempted to accommodate the views of both Beishama and Beisilo by requiring every tsara do chalitza. By stating that chalitza is not necessary, Rabbi Tarfan is showing that he disagreed with Rabbi Yochum and Nuri's suggestion. Point number two, Marzutra attempted to show that Beishama followed their own opinion. Based on the following brisa, Maisa Bishokas Yehu, Shaitz Bishoheim, there was an incident with Yehu's trough in Yushalayim, which was connected to an adjoining mikveh. And all the Tower of Foods were prepared there, meaning that their kaling were immersed there. And Beishamai sent and widened it, for he held that it's not a valid mikveh, until the majority of the dividing wall is broken so that the waters mix over a large area and not just through a hole. Since it was learned in another Mishnah Mikvos that the mingling of the waters between two Mikvos can happen through a hole, the size of a leather skin's bottle tube, including its thickness and its hole, which is equivalent to the area in which two fingers can rotate, it's clear that Beisham might follow their own ruling. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying, one who sees a Talmud of Beishamai breaking open the wall of Yehu's trough would say that he's doing it to increase the amount of water in the trough. And point number three, after proving that Beishamai did follow their own opinions, the Gemara brings another proof. Rabbi Yeshua was asked, Tzara Sabas Mahu, what's the halach regarding the Tzara of one's daughter? Is one permitted to her in Yibu? He answered that Smokho is Beishamai Beisila, and when pressed regarding who the halacha follows, he answered, Why are you putting my head between two great mountains, between the two great factions of Beisham and Beisila? I'm afraid that they might crush my skull. Well, she explains that if he ruled in favor of Beisila, then those who are rendered to be Mamzerim might kill him. But I can testify to you about two great families in Shalayim. That there are descendants of Tsaros who had remarried without Chalitza, and from them came Gohan Gadoim who served upon the Mizbech. The Gemara explains that if you say the Beisham may follow their own opinion, that is why Rabbi Yeshua was afraid that those rendered Mamzeri might kill him. But if Beisham may follow Beisilo, what was he afraid of? So once again, the three points are number one, the Gemara continues the discussion. Whether Beis Shammai followed their own opinion and brings a brace that states from a Tarfan, who was a Talmud of Beis Shammai, said, I desire the Talmud that Sara of my daughter, who's currently married to my brother, will fall into my hand and I will marry her in Yibam. Now, since marrying a Tsara of an Erva is only permitted, according to Beis Shammai, this is proof that Beis Shammai followed their own opinion. When the Gemara attempts to reject this proof by amending the brace to read Vasiena, and I will marry her off to someone else without doing Chalisa, which would be permitted according to Basilel, it objects for Ritarfon said, Te'avani, I desire, which implies that he intended to do something novel and not merely follow Basil's opinion, which everyone followed. 
The Gemara answers Rabbi Tarvan sought to preclude the opinion of Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri, who attempted to accommodate the views of both Beishamah and Beishilo by requiring every tzara to chalitza. By stating that chalitza is not necessary, Rabbi Tarvan was showing that he disagreed with Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri's suggestion. Point number two, Marzutra attempted to show that Beishamah followed their own opinion. Based on the following brisa, Maisa Bishokas Yehu, Shaisa Bishoheim, there was an incident with Yehu's trough in Yushalayim, which was connected to an adjoining mikveh. And all the Tower of Fuz were prepared there, meaning that their kaolin were immersed there. And Beishamah sent and widened it, for he held that it's not a valid mikveh, until the majority of the dividing wall is broken so that the waters mix over a large area and not just through a hole. Since it was learned in another Mishnah Mikvos that the mingling of the waters between two Mikvos can happen through a hole, the size of a leather skin's bottle tube, including its thickness and its hole, which is equivalent to the area in which two fingers can rotate, it's clear that Beishamai followed their own ruling. The Gemara rejects this proof, saying, One who sees the Talmud of Beishamai breaking open the wall of Yehu's trough would say that he's doing it to increase the amount of water in the trough. And point number three, after proving that Beishamai did follow their own opinions, the Gemara brings another proof. Rabbi Yeshua was asked, Tzara Sabas Mahu, what's the halach regarding the Tzara of one's daughter? Is one permitted to her in Yibo? He answered that Tzara was Beishamai Beishila, and when pressed regarding who the halacha follows, he answered, Why are you putting my head between two great mountains, between the two great factions of Beishamai and Beishila? I'm afraid that they might crush my skull. Well, she explains that if he ruled in favor of Basil, then those who are rendered to be Mamzerim might kill him. But I can testify to you about two great families in Shalayim. That there are descendants of Tsaros who had remarried without Chalitza, and from them came Gohan Gadoim, who served upon the Mizbech. The Gemara explains that if you say that Beisham may follow their own opinion, that is why Rabbi Yeshua was afraid that those rendered Mamzeri might kill him. But if Beisham might fall Beisilel, what was he afraid of? All right, so now we go to Simardav Tezvav, and our standard simon is a fruit bowl, because Tezvav reminds us of Tubishvat, the fruit of Tubishvat, and we use a fruit bowl to make it a little more distinct. So here goes. The rabbi who bought a fruit bowl as a gift in anticipation of marrying off his daughter's tsara and toveled it in Yehu's trough, where the dividing wall was broken open, refused to answer a shayla about whether Tsar Sabas's mutter and yibum, out of fear that someone might want to crush his skull. Once again, it's slow motion. The rabbi who bought a fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be more dove, Tezvav. The rabbi who bought a fruit bowl as a gift in anticipation of bearing off his daughter's tsara, which reminds us, the Gemara continues the discussion whether Beishamai followed their own opinion and brings up rights that states Rabbi Tarfan, who was a Talmud of Beishamai, said, Te'avani masay tavu tsar sabas, I desire the time when the tsar of my daughter, who is currently married to my brother, will fall into my hand, and I will marry her in Yibam, since marrying a tsara of an Arab is only permitted. According to Beishamai, this is proof that Beishamai followed their opinion. The more answer, Rabbi Tarfan said, Ba'asiena, and I will marry her off to someone else without doing chalitza, which would be permitted, according to Beishila. And Rabbi Tarfan sought to preclude the opinion of Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, who attempted to accommodate the views of both Beishamai and Beishil by requiring every tzara do chalitza. By stating that chalitza is not necessary, Rabbi Tarfan was showing that he disagreed with Rabbi Yochum and Nuri's suggestion.
So the rabbi who bought a fruit bowl as a gift in anticipation of mirroring off his daughter's tzara and toveled it in Yehu's trough where the dividing wall was broken open, which reminds us Marzutra attempted the show that Beis Shammai followed their own opinion based on the following b'risa. Maisa b'shokas Yehu sh'ayitz b'shalim. There was an incident with Yehu's trough in Yushalayim which was connected to an adjoining mikvah and all the tower fruits were prepared there, meaning that their kalim were immersed there. And Beis Shammai sent and widened it for they held that it's not valid until the majority of the dividing wall is broken so that waters mix over a large area and not just through a hole. The more rejects his proof, saying that one who sees the Talmud of Beishami breaking over the wall of Yehu's trough would say that he's doing it to increase the amount of water in the trough. So the rabbi who bought a fruit ball as a gift in anticipation of marrying off his daughter's tzara and toveled it in Yehu's trough where the dividing wall was broken open, refused to answer a shiloh about whether tzara's abbas is mutter and yibum out of fear that some people might want to crush his skull. Which reminds us, Gamor brings another proof that Beishami followed their own opinion. Yeshua was asked, Tsar Sabas Mahu, what is the luck regarding the Tsar of one's daughter? Is one permitted to her in Yibun? He answered, that's a Malkos Besham Besila. And when pressed regarding who the Halakha follows, he answered, Roshi Why are you putting my head between two great mountains, between the two great factions of Besham Besila? Miss Yarani Shema Yorotsu Golgalti. I'm afraid they might crush my skull. Rashi explains that if he ruled in favor of Besila, then those who are rendered to be Mamzerim might kill him. The more explains that if you say Beis Shammai followed their own opinion, that's why Rabbi Yeshua was afraid that those random Mamzeri might kill him. But if Beis Shammai followed Beis Hillel, what was he afraid of? So once again, the rabbi who bought a fruit ball as a gift in anticipation of mirroring off his daughter's tzara and toveled it in Yehu's trough where the dividing wall was broken open, refused to answer a shiloh about whether tzara's habas is mutter and yibum out of fear that some people may want to crush his skull. All right, now it's time for a four ball back chazara. Daf Yudolf. So the symbol Daf Yudolf is stars. So here goes. The Tsara of a Sotavadai who received a putter from Yibum star star. That must be more in Daf Yudolf. The Tsara of a Sotavadai who received a putter from Yibum star. Which reminds me more brings Rav Yuda, who said in the name of Rav that a Tsara's Sota, a Tsara of a Sota is putter from doing Yibum or Chalitza, which conflicts with the price that states that if a woman goes into a seclusion with a man for the amount of time that takes for them to have relations, and Rashi explains this referring to when her husband had warned her not to do so, she's forbidden to her husband, and if the husband dies, then she does Chalitza. The Gemara answers that Rav can reply that he was discussing a case of a Sota Vadai, when it was certain that she had relations with the other man, and the Bryce was discussing a case when she had gone into seclusion with the man, but it's a suffix if they had relations. So that Sara of the Sota Vadai, who received a Pata from Yibum Star, who was waiting to see if her friend, the Tsar of Amachzer Gushaso, would receive one too. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings Malgokas between Yosef ben Kefar and the Chachamim regarding when is Amachzer Gushaso chayv? Is it only after Nisuan or after Erison as well? Which then leads to the question, what is the status of a Tsar's Amachzer Gushaso? So, the Tsar of the Sota Vadai, who received a Pata from Yibum Star, who was waiting to see if her friend, the Tsar of Amachzer Gushaso, would receive one too overheard a basin standing by a pit of water to a woman who was already ushered to a Kohen that she should be the one to do chalitza. Which reminds us that the brother wants to do chalitza, which would puzzle the chalitza from marrying a Kohen. And he's a choice of two Yavamas. And one of the women is permitted to marry Kohen, and the other one was forbidden to marry Kohen. He should do chalitza with the Yavama, who is already puzzled to the Kohuna. Rabbi Yosef, quoting Rebbe, explained the reason for this. One should not spill out the water of his pit if others need it. Meaning that since he wants to do chalitza, which would usher a chalitza to a Kohen, he should do it to the Yavama, who is already ushered to a Kohen, and let the other woman remain available. Available to a cone. Daf Yud Beis. So the Simra Daf Yud Beis is 12 brothers. So here goes. 
When the ten remaining brothers, ten remaining brothers, that must be run off your base, twelve brothers. When the ten remaining brothers became ushered to the Tsara of the Mamaenas, who did mune after their brother's death, which reminds us, Revolution Barmamo said in the name of Ukba, who said in the name of Shmuel, that a Tsar's Mamaenas is forbidden to the Yavam. The Gemara explains that the reason that she's forbidden to him is the Gazer Mishuma Tsar's Bita Mamaenas, a decree that was made because of the Tsara of a daughter who falls to Yibum and does mune. Rashi explains that the case is when one's daughter, who is a katana, falls to him for Yibum, along with an adult Tsara, and the daughter does mune to her father. Since at the time they fell for Yibum, the Tsar appears like the Tsar of his daughter, who is an Erba to her father, she's Asr the Rabban, even though the daughter's Mion does abrupt the marriage. The concern is that if we permit a Yavam to take a Tsar's Mema'enis in general, one might come to permit one to take a Tsar's Mema'enis when the one doing Mion is his daughter. So, when the ten remaining brothers became Asr to the Tsar of the Mema'enis, who did Mion after the brother's death, and to the Tsar's Ioannis of another brother, who always knew that his wife couldn't bear children, which reminds Ravasi says that a Tsar of an Ioannis is because the Pasuk states, and the firstborn that she gives birth to, which excludes an islandist being that she cannot give birth. Since an islandist cannot do Yibum, she's an erva, and that Tsara is a Tsara's erva. The Gemara asks that the Mishnah Dabe says that Tsara's islandist is mutu to the Yavam. The Gemara answers, Ravasi was discussing a case where the husband recognized his wife was an islandist when they got married. Therefore, the marriage was legitimate, and that Tsara is a Tsara's islandist who is putter from Yibum. Our Mishnah, on the other hand, is discussing a case where he did not realize that she was an islandist, and therefore the marriage is nullified and the Tsar is mutter to the Yavam. The words of the Mishnah imply this as well, as it says, Shinimsu, they were found to be an islandist, and it does not say, Shahayu, they were. So, when the ten remaining brothers became ushered to the Tsar of the Mama'enis, who did mune after their brother's death, and to the Tsar's islandist of another brother, who always knew that his wife couldn't bear children, they tried to comfort their mother, who was famous for having given birth to her first son, when she was still. A minor. Which reminds us, Rabbi taught a bright in front of Nachman, Shalosh Nashim Mishamshos Bamoch. There are three women who may use cotton to prevent conceiving. Katanamu Uberas Umeinika, a minor, a pregnant woman, and a nursing woman. Katana Shematisabra Vishamatamus. A minor may do this as otherwise she may become pregnant and she may die because of the pregnancy. Which implies that some minors may become pregnant and not die. So there is a case of Hamoso Mema'enus, a mother-in-law who does mune. Well, she explains that this is a case where Katana gives birth to a daughter and her husband gives the infant daughter away in marriage. The husband will have a mother-in-law who may do mune. But the Mishnah on the base on the base said that this case does not exist. Rav Safra answered, Banim Harihem Kissimanim. Children are like Simani, meaning signs of puberty, and therefore, once she gives birth, she cannot do Miyun anymore. Daf Yud Gimel, the Simran Daf Yud Gimel is a Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. After the Bar Mitzvah boy's brilliant pshetel on when an erva must die for a tsar to be mutter, to do yibum, which reminds us where Yirmi resolved the steer Mishnahis regarding when an erva must die or get divorced for her tsar to be mutter for yibum, by explaining Misha Shanazo, Lo Shanazo, the one who taught this Mishnah did not teach this Mishnah. Hai Tanasavra Misa Mapelas, the Tanabar Mishnah holds that the husband's death causes his wives to fall to yibum, as long as a woman is not the tsar of an erva at the moment of a husband's death, she is high for Yibum. But the ton of the other Mishnah holds that the original marriage causes his wives to fall to Yibum. Therefore, if a woman was ever a tsar of an erva, she's putter from Yibum. Rubber reconciles the Mishnahis differently. So, after the Bar Mitzvah boy's brilliant pshetel on when an erva must die for a tsara 
He shocked the crowd, that Atzara of an Erba is always mutter to do Yibum, which reminds us that the next mission states, Beishamai hold that the Tzaras of Arias may do Yibum, and Beishelo say they are asked to do Yibum. Rabbi Shem ben Pasi explains that the reason Beishamai is because the Pasik states, the wife of the one who died, who is outside, should not go to a stranger. Since the Pasuk describes the wife as the outer one, meaning she's not related to the Yavam, it implies there is an inner one who is related to the Yavam, that being the Erva. The Pasuk's teaching that the outer one, who is the Tzara of the Erva, may not marry anyone else since she's subject to Yibam. The Gemara continues to explain what Basil do with the Pasuk. So after the Bar Mitzvah boy's brilliant Pshetel on when an Erva must die, for Atzara to be mutter, to do Yibum. He shocked the crowd with Beishamai Shita, that Atzara of an Erba is always mutter, to do Yibum. And solemnly concluded the Pasuk of Wosis Godidu, and the hope that Kalisro should not make separate factions. Which reminds the Gemur brings a whole back and forth between Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan on the topic of Wosis Godidu, which means Losasu Agudos Agudos, you shall not make separate factions, as it applies in the Megillah being read on different days, Malachah being performed on Erev Pesach, and to our mission with the Malchokas Beisham Meisil regarding whether Atzor of an Erva is mutter to do Yibum. Daf Yedal, so the symbol Daf Yedal is a hand, and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The juggler who started to juggle right after he heard a baskel announced whom the Halacha follows, which reminds us. The Gemara says that Beishakish and Rav hold that Beishamai did not follow their own opinion regarding being Matya the Tsaros of an Erva to do Yibum, and Rav Yochan and Shmuel hold they did. The Gemara asks Amos, when did this Malchokas of Beishamai and Beishel take place? If you say it was before Baskel announced that the Halacha always follows Beis Hillel, then what would be the explanation of those who hold that Beis Shammai do not follow their own opinion? And if it was after the Baskel, then what would be the reasoning of those who hold that Beis Shammai did not follow Beis Hillel? The Gemara clarifies that the Malchokas could have taken place either before or after the Baskel, and each opinion would have a rationale for their position. So the juggler who started to juggle right after he heard a Baskel announced whom the Halacha follows entertain judges from two separate Bate Dinim in one city. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, according to those who say that Beishamai followed their own opinion, why was there no issue here of Osis Godudu? Which means Los Sasu Agudus Agudus do not make separate factions. Rabbi answered that Losis Godudu only applies within one court when some of the judges follow Beishamai and some follow Beishillel. But in a case where there are two Bate Dinim in one town, where one falls Beis Shammai and the other falls Beis Hillel, there is no problem of Osis Godudu. So the juggler who started to juggle right after he heard a baskel announced whom the halacha follows, entertained judges from two separate Bate Dinim in one city, and was delighted to see that despite all their disagreements, they still treated each other with chiba and reyus. Which reminds us, it was stated in the Bryce that even though Beis Shammai disagreed about being matir tsaros in the case of Yibum and other halachos, did not refrain from marrying women from Beis and Beis did not refrain from marrying women from Beis to teach you that they treated each other with affection and friendship to fulfill that which is stated, love, truth, and peace. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Mesechtas. And I'm going to go a little bit slower here because this is more challenging material. So here we go. Question number one. Which stuff did we learn? Banim harihem kisimanim. That's on Duff. Yudbeis. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we have the Maiso when the Talmud of Beishamai broke open the Shokas Yehud, Yehud's trough? That's on Duff. 
Tezvav. Good, number three. Which stuff do we learn about Rabbi Chia's rule based on a case of four brothers, where two brothers are going to be Miyabim, two sisters? That's on Duff. Tess. Good, number four. Which stuff do we have a Malchus, Reish Chakish, and Rabbi Yochanan, where it's only a love for the Yavim to marry the Chusa, but Kars for the brothers, or it's also just a love for the brothers? That's on Duff. Yud. Good, number five. Which stuff to win why Rabbi Yeshua was afraid to paskin about Tsaras Habas and rule publicly if he held like Beishamai or Beishilol? That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good number six. Which stuff we have a Malchus? If the Tsara of an Erva is Pater from Yibum, even if the Erva was divorced after he married the Tsara, or only if he divorced the Erva before he married the Tsara? That's on Duff. Good Gimel. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn that we do not say Losis go to do when there are two Batidinim in one town? That's on Duff. Yadad. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn that despite disagreements, Beishama and Beishila had Chiba and Reyes together? That's on Duff. Yadad. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn that since two of the Arias that are Usher, to all the brothers are Imo, Be'esha's Aviv, it must be that Imo is referring to Anusa's Aviv. That's on Duff. Yud. Good. Number 10. Which Duff even a question if the Machokas, whether Be'eshamai, followed their own opinion, happened before the Basko regarding the Halachim following Be'esilo or after? That's on Duff. Yadad. Excellent. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do we learn that when leaving a deceased person, one says Lech Bishalom, whereas leaving a living person, one says Lech Lishalom. That's on Duff. Chavtes and Good. Number two. Which stuff do we learn that a Kishbarku made Shmuel prematurely gray so that when he passed away so Shaul would die, no one would suspect Shmuel of wrongdoing. That's on Duff. Hey, and Tynus, good. And number three, which stuff do we learn the source that's going to be written into Greek? That's on Duff. Testament Gila. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nizikhun. Share a great day and great learning.